Welcome back to the Injury Prone Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Edwin Porras, Dr. of Physical Therapy, Medical Analyst at FantasyPoints.com. Thank you so much for tuning in and, and staying tuned and waiting patiently for new episodes. Now that I'm back, after a little hiatus, I'm hoping to put these out at least once a week, giving you the information, injury news, NFL updates, uh, as the summer starts to roll on and on, and as people start to hide, come out from hiding under their rocks and doing their drafts. And I wanted to start today with Saquon Barkley. There's been a lot of buzz about him. There's been a lot of buzz about his status and whether he'll be ready for week one and what that means, et cetera, et cetera. And a lot of that was uh, created or instigated, I guess, by an article put out by ESPN, Jordan Renan of ESPN on May 26th. Basically in the article, Jordan talks about Saquon's rehab, what, what it means for the Giants and how the Giants are viewing him, et cetera, et cetera. And it's a little bit of a confusing article to, to be quite frank. It's confusing in the sense that Jordan begins the entire article by saying, Barkley's sprinting and jumping and pressing those around him, even if the current plan does not include him being involved in the offseason field workouts with the team. He also says there isn't anything specific delaying the timeline or doubts about his long-term progress. He even quotes Giants owner John Mara saying, we fully expect him to be as good as new. None of that is new information. But then he also goes on to say this, and I quote, having Barkley 24 return to his rookie season form, as well as the same usage in the first few weeks of, of the 2021 season was never realistic. He was coming back from a serious injury that was more than an ACL tear. There was also the meniscus and MCL damage. Those ailments have also healed according to the plan, the source added. So if this source is saying having him come back within the first few weeks was never the plan, okay, I understand that. But th there's no value add here by saying he tore his ACL, meniscus, and, and, and MCL. That, that's extremely common. That's, that's called the unhappy triad or the terrible triad, depending on where it. Just Google it. Like that's, that's extremely common, and we knew that about Saquon. So the severity of the injury isn't news. Now, if the source is saying he's coming back from serious injury within the first few weeks of the 2021 season, he's not going to be back to form. Okay, that's something to definitely keep your eye on. But I just didn't think there was very much value add there talking about the type of injury. Um, they also talk about how they're bringing him about slowly. Uh, and he also said, quote, as of last month, Barkley was on track to be ready for the start of the season. A, a source told ESPN's Adam Schefter, but nothing is a guarantee until he gets through full practices this summer, unquote. So basically, I think that this article created some confusion and some hesitation because the source is telling everyone that Barkley, within the first few weeks of the 2021 season, won't be getting his full workload and he'll be eased in, which I understand. The flip side is the average return to sport for an ACL tear is 10 months. Saquon has all summer, including August, a lot of September to get rolling. When have the Giants ever made decisions that made you say, that's a sharp organization? Okay, maybe recently I shouldn't talk. Gettleman just traded back. But what I'm trying to say here is Saquon Barkley is a super freak athlete. He's got first round draft capital and he is 24 years old. I would be surprised if he's not ready to take on his full allotment of snaps by week one. By week one, it's going to be 10 months and one week since his, since his surgery. If the Giants are seeing that he's good to go, Saquon saying he's good to go and the medical staff clears him and says that he's good to go. I can definitely see the Giants giving him his full workload, if not within one week, definitely by week two. So it's not that I want to have take lock, but when I read this article on ESPN by Jordan Renan, I didn't learn anything new and it wasn't anything that really caused a big red flag. Yes, it's going to take maybe a few weeks for him to get ramped up, but that was going to be the case anyway. If you needed a source at this point to tell you that Saquon's going to take a few weeks to ramp up, I think that maybe I didn't do a good enough job of communicating how these players are impacted by this injury. 
So moral of the story here is this article, my takeaway is that Saquon's on track. They're going to try to be as careful as possible, but he has faced no setbacks and they expect him to have his, his full role. Basically what it sounds like by, to me is by week three or four. And what I'm saying, because I've been saying it since the offseason started, is that the data and the literature shows in the past, historical data, players with young age, which is 23, and that's what Saquon was when he had surgery, high draft capital, Saquon Barkley's a first rounder, elite athleticism, we all know that the best comp for Saquon Barkley athletically is Adrian Peterson, and a relatively low complexity of a tear, which yeah, it's not an ACL, MCL meniscus isn't low complexity, but it's also pretty run of the mill. It's not something like what Joe Burrow had. So anyway, Saquon checks all the boxes to be ready to go and to perform again in 2021. This article, although, you know, maybe a little interesting, I know we under, I understand that we're sitting here in June. It didn't give me anything new that I didn't already expect or anticipate with Saquon. So for me, I'm still taking Saquon at the same place that he that he was in my head before this article was published on the 26th, right? I'm still willing to take Saquon as the second or third running back off the board. Obviously, pick your poison. You could split hairs however you want. I get it. If you want to fade Saquon because they're saying straight up, this is going to be what they're going to do for the first few weeks, I get it. I am willing to find an edge, and I'm willing to bet on Saquon and his athleticism and the the draft capital they put into him, and that even if the plan is to bring him along slowly, he's going to blow them away with his progress, and I'm willing to bet on that. You may not be willing to bet on that, and that's okay. I totally get it. There's this hyperventilation that's going on about this article when we didn't really learn anything new other than the plan is to bring, it al- bring him along slowly. So that's what I'm trying to say. So the flip side of this is Joe Burrow, who had an ACL, an MCL, a meniscus, a partial PCL, and I've said it before, I wouldn't be surprised if he had a fractured patella. Dude's ACL and injury was much more complex. Joe Burrows was compared to Saquon Barkley. And it happened a month later, or he had surgery a month later compared to Saquon. On top of that, if you look at the article in The Athletic that I'll try to find and put in the show notes, last week during OTAs, the running backs weren't allowed to line up in the backfield with Joe Burrow for fear of bumping him. And he was also walking around in in, in a massive knee brace, what, what amounts to an immobilizer. I'm not saying that's a bad sign for Joe Burrow, but what I'm trying to create is this juxtaposition that we've created this idea in our head that Saquon Barkley is so far behind from getting a full workload in week one, while Joe Burrow is light years ahead of where he would be, according to him, 80%. When in reality, even after you account for the difference in job demands, for the difference in physical demands, Joe Burrow is far from a slam dunk, like I've mentioned before, from being full force in week one. He's a far cry from that. Meanwhile, Saquon, who will have 10 months and a week to be ready and prepare, and all summer for the final phases of his rehab program, all of a sudden we're hyperventilating about that. Now, again, I get it, different positions, different situations. I totally understand that. But if you want to fade Saquon Barkley because the organization might lower his workload for two or three weeks, then you the consistent thought pattern should be, oh, holy cow, Joe Burrow's only a month behind. They still don't want him to get bumped. He's still in an immobilizer. They're still on the fence whether he's being the dress rehearsal. I should really fade Joe Burrow too. And yet it seems like the group think here is Saquon's behind, but Joe Burrow's ahead. And that's just the the position that I wanted to sort of establish. So those are the things that go on in my head. To summarize, if Saquon is brought along slowly, I'm willing to bet on his volume 
beyond week three, but even if he is shaved a little bit in the volume department within the first two or three weeks, I'm still willing to take that discount for Saquon Barkley. Given his athleticism, everything we know about him, the draft capital, even objectively, the, he checks all the boxes to come back in 2021 and be a top running back. That's what I'm saying about Saquon Barkley. So even if there's a little bit of a dip in his volume in the first few weeks, I'm okay with it because I'm also willing to bet that he's going to be ahead of schedule by the time they're ready to test him out. The flip side is I'm not sure about Joe Burrow yet. Joe Burrow is an entire month behind Saquon Barkley, had a more severe injury, and has a little bit longer to go to be ready by week one. And maybe this wasn't helpful. Maybe it was. I just wanted to take you through my thought processes and how I'm sort of viewing these players. And I'm viewing Saquon as a player who is still safer than a Joe Burrow as we sit here in June. These things can change. Joe Burrow can take 10 steps back or forward. Saquon Barkley can take five steps back or forward. The rehab process is long and grueling, and this is a pretty significant injury for both of these players. But the process, especially if you're drafting best ball, especially if you're putting down bets early, especially if you're trying to make these decisions now, I'm trying to walk you through that thought process. And that thought process point blank is that we still don't know where Joe Burrow will be week one. And we do know where Saquon Barkley will be week one. He'll take at least 70, 75% of his normal workload, and he'll likely be ahead of schedule, and he'll likely be good to go with full volume by week four. In my opinion, these things can, of course, change, but that's my thought process. Let me know if you have any questions. Hit me up on Twitter at FB Injury Doc. Thanks for tuning in.